Hello, my name is Mark Anthony Lord, and I am the founder and spiritual director of the Bodhi Spiritual Center. Bodhi is located in Chicago and is here to reveal love, honor all paths, and celebrate life. Bodhi is a nonprofit organization dependent upon the generosity of people like you to help us spread our message of love and inspiration. So please check us out at the website, www.bodhispiritualcenter.org. And if you feel inspired, please share your gifts with us so that we may fulfill the mission that we are here to fulfill. Before you listen to this message of hope and inspiration, take a breath. Imagine your mind and heart open to receive. Welcome the miracles. They are here for you. Peace and blessings. All right, so we're focusing on joy. One of the things that joy does, if you will allow it to, is move you out of this little box that you're living in into at least a bigger box. Are you willing to do that? It's a little scary because you're comfortable in your little box. But we need to get a bigger box where you're more free. Are you with me? Awesome, then let's do our affirmation together. You'll have to stand up again for this one. It has choreography. (laughs) Bigger box. You know the song, it's super easy. Sing it from your heart. One, two, three. I've got the joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart. Down in my heart. Down in my heart, I've got the joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. One more time, I've got the joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart, down in my heart. Where? I've got the joy, 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 joy. Down in my heart, down in my heart to stay. Good job. Y'all are weird. (laughs) You'll do anything. When I was a choreographer, you know, I've got dancers on stage and I'm working and and they're doing what I'm doing and I'm teaching them. And we're teaching away and sometimes I'll stop and I'll like scratch my head or something. I'll look up and someone's like scratching their head or something. (laughs) So following. All right. By the way, at any time, feel free to pull out your smartphone and let people know you're here. Feel free to text and, and tweet something that you're here. It's a great way to spread Bodhi's love and for people to go, what the heck is going on there? So feel free to take that out at any time. There was a woman who lost her car keys and went tearing through her house looking everywhere for them. She opened every drawer and she flipped through every pile and she went through every pocket and every pair of pants and every coat And you know what that's like. You get more and more exasperated and more and more crazy. And eventually, she found her keys in her purse. Do you know why she didn't find them at first? Because she wasn't looking in the right place. So many people are seeking joy. So many people are wanting joy in their lives. But they're not finding it because they're simply not looking in the right place. Where is joy? (laughs) We're going to do it again. (laughs) Joy is located inside ourselves. 
And we're waking up to this truth and we're willing to move through the challenges of making that our own personal revelation. Because I think you've spent enough of your lifetime, I know I have, and probably multiple lifetimes seeking fulfillment out there, people, places, and things. If only the job would get better. If only this relationship could change. If only this body would change. If only something would be different in the world, then I would be happy. That equation is not working for you, FYI, right? It doesn't work because it's a broken equation. You're looking for it in the wrong place. It is located inside of you. And that's the journey that we're on for the next couple months, to live a life of joy, to end the suffering game. Last week, we talked about what is suffering. If you weren't here, please take the time to download that talk on iTunes because it really sets us up for the whole journey we're about to take. It's, it's my new book, which many of you know is coming out, Thou Shall Not Suffer, Live a Life of Joy. And I'm committed that we get to become the Bodhi Spiritual Center gets to become the place that transforms suffering and walks through life inside of joy where people are going, oh my God, who are you? That's the game that we're here to play. First Thessalonians says, be joyful always and grateful in all circumstances. Be joyful always and grateful in all circumstance. Well, that's just got to be the toughest direction from all Scripture. Don't you think that's absolutely mad? That's crazy. What are they saying? How dare they, right? How dare they put a be joyful always and grateful in all circumstances? That's just foolish. Do you know who you'll look like walking down the street if you're happy all the time? People will think you're weird. They will. And, and, you know, in fact, people do think we're weird. You know, there are people who don't stay because they think we're too happy. <laughs> I heard the other day that, that they think that someone thinks that Bodie is like a, a, a Saturday Night Live skit on crack. <laughs> That's a compliment. <laughs> but here's the deal. We've got problems, people. The world is at war. There's poverty. There's all this struggle. You've got a list of things that aren't working. It's crazy for you to be in joy. Don't you think? Don't you think you should be focusing on what's wrong? This is what the world tells us. This is what we've been told since we were little. And yet Scripture throughout all time tells us the exact opposite. Why? Because Scripture points you to yourself. Scripture points you to where the true power lives and where you actually can make change, where you can find what you're looking for. Scripture does not point to the world for your solution because it's not where it is. But giving up that ghost is not an easy task. And the world does not support you in giving up that ghost because the world supports the ghost in staying, pretending that it's alive. The world supports the illusion that when you get more, when you switch that, when this gets into place, then you'll be happy. But once you get that or switch that into place, what does the world say? Well, wait for the other shoe to drop, right? They flip it right back over because it's a constant hamster wheel of you can't be fulfilled. And the truth is, the great news is, in in that area, they are telling you the truth. You cannot be fulfilled in the world. But we can be filled full with the Spirit of God within us, and we can awaken to this. And that's 
the game that we are here to play. The awakened one looks at the world with compassion and sees what is occurring in the world, but doesn't get attached to it and doesn't become it. It opens its heart. It's open. The awakened one opens their heart and just shines the light of love into the world. The awakened one vibrates in her own joy, knowing that death and destruction are not real. When you're aware that that isn't what's possible, then what is there to be upset about? The awakened one knows this and revels in this and sits back in smiling repose from it. The awakened one is joyous because she knows from where her eternal power comes. She knows the source of her goodness, and so she's free. The awakened one is joyous because the awakened one is free. The awakened one makes a bigger difference in the world than anyone who's trying to change the, um, I always use this analogy, and I always forget it as soon as I'm beginning it. Oh, crap. (laughs) It's something about the deck chairs on the Titanic. Okay, I got it. (laughs) The awakened one gives so much more to the world in terms of solution, in terms of possibility, instead of the unawakened ones who are rearranging the deck chairs on the Titanic, hoping that at least they'll get a better view. Oh, so please hear this. Joy is your birthright. Your birthright is something that can't be taken from you. Now, this is what happened to me when I was a little kid. And I actually realized this. I had a fantastic session with my spiritual counselor this week. I started working with Susie Kessler Lula. Yeah, Kim works with her. And so I finally tried this fantastic spiritual counselor. And um, so does David. Um, so this is, I just got to, I got to tell you this. So everyone cries when they work with Susie on the phone. And I'm like, I'm not working with Susie because I don't want to cry on the phone. So it's like, I'm in a good space and I get on the phone with Susie and I'm crying in the beginning of this phone call. And there's not even a reason why to be crying. I'm just like energy is just like coming on. This woman is just a, a fantastic healer. So anyway, through this guided process that she led me on, literally I saw myself, and this is imagery, but it says everything, and, it will say, and I think you'll relate. I saw myself as like a little four-year-old boy that took all of my fabulousness, packaged it up, put it on the shelf, and shut the door. And then I went on with my life. Because at that age, there was something that said, you're too bright, people will not like this, you'll be made fun of, you will be laughed at, You could even be beaten up. Who knows what will happen to you if you keep shining this brightly. If you keep being your authentic self, that won't work. So I literally, now I didn't, I mean, I didn't literally, this is the, the, but I took those parts of myself that, that the world said aren't okay, and I just put them aside, and I hid them away. And then I lived this whole life not using my full power. I took this amazing power of beauty and freedom and color and joy and fabulousness and I put it away. And then I went on my way and I began my life. 
And what happens is that, as you know what happens, because I think you can relate to that in your own way, putting bits of your wonderfulness away so that you don't make mom mad, so that you don't upset the apple cart, so that you don't get laughed at. Whatever it is, for whatever reason, you put those precious parts away. They're still in hiding. And because you're not, then you're not living on all your, you're not operating from all your cylinders. You're not living off of your fullness. And so our awakening means we've got to go inward and discover where did I put that? Where, where not where did I hide my keys? Where did I hide my fabulousness? Where did I hide my joy? Where did I put that beautiful light? And how do I get it back? How do I get it back? You'll love this. I'm just outing everything today. My, fabulous is like a li- my fabulousness is like a little five-year-old boy in a blue dress <laughs> dancing through the playground. So I got a picture of a little boy in a dress and put him on my wall in my, in my office so I can keep that alive. I've got to nurture that part and bring it back into my way of life because these are, even as I'm telling you I'm on the same journey, I'm going, oh my God, what will happen if I allow that fabulousness to come out? There's change possible. We have to be open to that. If you say yes to being more of who you are, more of your joy, more of your freedom, it will cause things to change. But what we know is on the spiritual path, we only move from good to greater good to greater good to greater good. Joy, get this, joy is not a nicety. It is an absolute necessity. Joy is not a nicety. It's not something that you get to touch once in a while when life works for a minute. It is a necessity for you to live your life. Now, everyone's joy looks different. So don't make up like, oh, now I got to go bouncing through the streets, you know, but be open to it. Be open to being someone more expansive and free. But some, some people's joys are gentle and they're softer. Some people's joy, like your joy is what I'm talking about. And you allowing it to continue. To, it will bring you so much good. It will bring you so much good. I mentioned this last week. Joy, as Brené Brown says, joy is the most vulnerable emotion. Joy is the most vulnerable emotion. And so what we do, because it is such a vulnerable emotion, is that we keep ourselves protected from it. Let me read what Brene Brown says. She says, joy is the most vulnerable emotion we experience. And if you cannot tolerate joy, what you do is you start dress rehearsing tragedy. Oh, that's you. (laughs) Talking about you. When too much joy starts to come in, You start to dress rehearse tragedy. She goes on to say, dress rehearsing tragedy is imagining something bad is going to happen when in reality nothing is wrong. How many of you have ever stood over your child while they're sleeping and thought, oh my God, I love you, and then pictured something horrific happening? Brown asked, or woke up in the morning and thought, oh my gosh, job's going great, parents are good, this can't last. This can't last. That's what we say. During her research, Brown says she met people who had a profound capacity for joy. The difference, she says, is that when something really blissful happened to them, they felt grateful. Instead of using it as a warning to start practicing disaster, they used it as a reminder to practice 
gratitude. Isn't that fantastic? So wake up to how your mind will start to imagine tragedy. Something's going to go wrong here. Subtle ways, gross ways, whatever it is. When that happens, just be curious. Did you hit your upper limit? Did your upper limit of feeling good? And now the mind to sort of get you back to your comfort zone helps you remember that this won't last. That is the lie. That is the lie. There is a fountain of eternal joy that you can source and speak from and live from and serve from. Where in your life have you blocked your joy from being expressed? Maybe it's your job. Maybe you're just done with your job. You're bored with it. And there's, you know, I know the boss is a problem and I know those people are bad and I know they don't, I know all those lists of reasons why you should withhold your joy. But who's winning in that game? Who suffers more and more and more as you continue to withhold your joy? Are you walking around your house withholding your joy because you think your spouse or your partner or your lover really is a pain in the ass? And really, if they would change, then you'd be happy? How's that working in the bedroom for you? (laughs) Right? How is it working for you to withhold your joy, your natural feeling of goodness? That's what we do. You see, we think it's the other people. We think it's the job. We think it's them. But the fact of the matter is, whatever's happening, you somehow made a decision. You're not going to be happy. And as soon as you made that decision, you know what happens. It gets a little worse and a little worse and a little worse. You can change that. It is your life, people. It's not their life. It is not their life. They are players in your life. So you change. You awaken to. You get that generated and happening. And it will absolutely shift. I know what it's, I mean, when I was in my previous career as a choreographer, I turned my joy light off probably five years before I was done. And then I had five years of doing this work, praying it away, wishing for something different. And now I look back, and I did have a shift through my practice where the last couple years did get better because I became grateful, because I realized that I had such a fantastic, at this point in my life, super easy way to make a good amount of money so that I could do ministry, It was perfect for me, but I couldn't see the perfection because I was just peeing all over it. That's what was happening. I couldn't see the goodness that was in my life because I thought I was done. And I demanded that it shift. And I didn't give grace time to come in and take care of it. Wherever you are in your life, you're where you're supposed to be. Bring joy into it. And another fear that comes into mind, well, if I bring joy into the job, I might have to stay there. (laughs) Trust joy. Trust joy implicitly. And here's the deal. If something's ending, it will end when it's supposed to, the very day and the very time. And that's it. And so if the job is coming to the end and you know it, you know it in your heart, bring more joy. Bring more joy. The last thing you want to do is exit something with a bad attitude because guess what you'll be entering your next thing with? A bad attitude. Spirit will just say, okay, well, stop here. Just work it out in the next place. The vibration of joy can transform so much. 
So much is possible. And if something ends and you bring all your joy to it, then that becomes the springboard for the next chapter of whatever is coming your way. Do you get that with me? Joy is vulnerable because, as usual, it goes against the grain of society. You know, society says, why are you so happy? You know, what happened to you to make you smile? So There's sort of this pessimism that comes at us. That's vulnerable. Your joy exposes your natural self, and that's vulnerable. You can't be joyful and resentful. You can't be joyful and protective. You can't be joyful and defensive. You can't be joyful and a victim at the same time. So you've got a lot of constructs of how to be in the world, and joy says, bring them all down. Bring them all down because you don't need them. That's vulnerable. It's vulnerable in the beginning until you learn to trust it. It's like a snake who sheds the old skin and has the brand new skin that's very sensitive and the sun, it's every, you know, until that, that new skin becomes um, used to the environment, it's very sensitive. And that's what, it, what happens to us. When we shed our ways of being in the world that just don't work and we allow the joy to expand, it's vulnerable. It's a little bit scary for us. The Course in Miracles says, Lesson 190, the world you see does nothing. It has no effects at all. It merely represents your thoughts. Please hear that, you guys. The world you see does nothing, this world out here. It has no effects at all. It merely represents your thoughts. And it will change entirely as you elect to change your mind and choose the joy of God as what you really want. Yourself, capital S, your spiritual self, is a radiant, is radiant in this holy joy. Unchanged, unchanging, and unchangeable forever and forever. That's a long time to be joyful. Forever and forever. You guys, the joy of God is what you really want. So you need to want it. You need to make the decision. I can preach and inspire and jump and dance all around up here, but you must make the decision to say yes to the joy of God as your life, which is who you are. It says yourself is radiant in this holy joy, unchanged, unchanging, and unchangeable. And everything in your world will change to from good to greater good that is meant to change when you make this decision. So I ask you, your homework this week is twofold. One, notice where you've decided to withhold your joy. Take responsibility for it and then get it flowing, even if it's just in drops. You've got to get it flowing. Secondly, make the decision. Do you want to live a joyful life? And that's a bold decision, you guys. That's not an easy decision because it means you're stepping off the world of suffering, but that's the game we're playing. That is the game we're playing. So I invite you to be deep in those stories, and please join me Wednesday night. We had a great turnout last Wednesday night. Wednesday nights, continue this conversation. I'll be there to take you into a practice to actually help you go deeper into this conversation, and then we combine the oneness blessings with it. We do some dancing. It's a fantastic evening. Wednesday nights here, 7 p.m. Please join us for that. It will keep you building your muscle and moving forward. Yes? All right. Let us pray. 
I invite our spiritual counselors and our leadership to stand and hold the space, and I invite you to just receive this prayer. Open your hands, open your heart, open your mind to receive. Joy, joy, thinking about what God's done for me. I got joy, joy, I'm thinking about what God's done for me. It's in my hands, my feet, and I'm talking about what God's done for me. I got joy, joy, thinking about what God's done for me. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yes, yes, I got joy. I got joy thinking about God. I got joy thinking about this universal presence that is who and what I am. It's source, it's substance, it's, it's, it's infinite goodness. That's who I am. It's eternal life. I am not this body. I am not the things of this world. I am not the things that come and go. I am the unchanging, forever and ever expanding, infinite love of God. Hallelujah to that. As that's true for me, that's true for each and every one of us. We are the divine. We are its expression. We are its extension. We are its love. And we are its oneness. We meet inside this oneness. And from my place, I affirm that joy is activated. I choose joy for each and every one of us. That it explode within us. That it tear down the walls that have kept us so trapped and so stuck in our feeble ways of moving through the world. I call forth the power of joy to take off the shelf, the parts of us that we have put away long ago so that we could be accepted, so that we could belong, so that we could be a part of something that's already broken. That game is over. We take off the shelf our joy, our fabulousness, our light, our, 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 our exuberance, and we allow it to explode and make us like children. We allow it to make us wonder again, see possibility, dance through the streets, and become fully free inside of this vibration. This is what I say yes to for myself and for each and every one of us now. We have joy, and it is powerful. Take a deep breath. Space. Create space for this.
grateful for this joy. So grateful for this opportunity to bust out of our boxes. So grateful to activate joy and to allow it to heal us, to extend its, its, its presence and power, to, to, to heal our relationships, to bring us the prosperity, and to awaken us to the eternal fountain of joy that is right within us. We have found it. We have found it. We are connected to it, and it is sourcing us now. So grateful for this. I release this prayer into the action of the law, knowing that it is done. And together we say, and so it is. Thank <laughs> you.